Have a good show. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. I'm live from the Running Back Injury Award. It's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you doing this week? How about your Cowboys? I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm just, as always, if you listen to the show ever before, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's no trust in me. Oh, yeah, well, it will. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But Something spectacularly bad is coming. <laughs> Also, just for what it's worth, before we get into the injury report, the Cowboys are in track to be the only, like, actually fully healthy team this week, which, again, is adding to my anxiety in a very large way. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm excited that I don't have any, any lower body injuries. I don't have a knee or an ankle that's not working, so I'm doing better than most of the NFL population right now. How are you doing? You're, we're, we're getting close to Thursday Night Football with the Giants. How are you feeling about everything? Um, not so well, but uh, anyway, it's a combination of my real team and my fantasy teams uh, being bitten by yeah. the injury bug, but uh, that's part of the game. So anyway, hopefully, especially Nick Chubb, hopefully he can recover, but uh, it certainly doesn't sound I do good. Feel, I do feel that maybe I was personally for responsible viewing. for Anthony Richardson going down. It, and I, I had this embarrassment of riches of two whole quarterbacks on my roster, and, and now we're down to one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you so could trade a first round pick for Gardner Minshew if it comes to that. But, uh, God, I can only hope. I can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I'm yeah, sure. So I know. I know you. Yeah, injury bug has been bad. I know my teams are dealing with it. Yours are. I'm sure everyone listening has been impacted in some way, shape, or form. If it's not a running back, it's probably a quarterback. Um, so we, we've got our work cut out for us tonight. Not only are we going to give you a whole hour of entertainment, I mean, how could anyone pass that up, but we're going to give you some waiver wire pickups to fix these holes in your lineup that I'm going to give you a nice, lovely injury report here in just a minute. We're going to tell you who to start, who to sit, our game predictions. We've got daily fantasy picks. We've got a little bit of everything here. Uh, uh, and of course, positional rankings, which, you know, as long as we have enough healthy people, we'll give you who to start and who to sit there, too. Um, but as always, we'll get the housekeeping out of the way. We will be here with you for a full hour, as we are every week. Uh, we're here from 7.30, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time if you're listening live or in your respective time zone. And, of course, after the fact, we probably rambled a little longer than an hour, so you get some bonus time there. Um, we will be here again next week on Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 Eastern Time, and then we'll be back to our normal Wednesday night, 7.30, going forward, barring some scheduling, unforeseen things that generally happen to us. But we'll be we'll be here for you. We'll be giving you everything you need to guide your team to victory. And, of course, you can find us all over social media all week long because one hour just really isn't enough. And I would like to say thank you to the Rams and Cam Akers for breaking their trade news before the show started. I really appreciate when you guys do that. Friend of the show, Cam Akers, looking out for us. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but if you need us for some lineup questions, just you just need to talk about how your team is, is in disarray or you know what the other shoe is going to drop for the Cowboys, please let me know. Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. You can find us at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can figure out who's who there. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And, of course, if you miss the sound of our voice, maybe you got a long drive, there are 14 years' worth of episodes, plenty of content out there. 
if you need to stroll back to memory lane, you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So I guess we Maybe should we jump should into Mr. the Beast to listen to all our shows consecutively and <laughs> see if that takes them longer than counting to 100,000. It's hard to say. It might. It might. We we are a little long-winded sometimes. But also, Actually, no, we're definitely, 14 years of it. about 40 hours, and we've got 14 oh. years times yeah. 18 shows. So, yeah, well over 200 shows. So we would, we would have him laughed uh, multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there we're available to keep you company in any situation here. <laughs> yeah. But first we'll, we'll get the hunt, you know, Yeah. I mean a good car chase, never hurt anyone. We're here. Yeah. We're here for it. Please let us know how it goes after the fact though, because you know, we need a little spice in our life too. Uh, but we'll we'll just knock out some of these chase, injuries. Not a fast one. We don't want you to miss anything. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this is good content we're putting out. You can't you can't be speeding through it figuratively or literally. Um to it faster than one X. Ooh, yeah. I mean we you talk fast as it is. I don't know if people can handle that. Maybe that's me, really. It's more a me thing. <laughs> um we'll get the bad stuff out of the way. We'll do injuries and you're gonna save the day and tell us how to fix our lineups. We're gonna do this nice and logically as we like to. Everyone, you know, Cake back, relax, cook a turkey dinner, whatever it takes. We've got a few here. <laughs> we'll start out in Arizona. Um, the defense, not only on the field is the play not great, but now they're also really racking up some injuries, particularly in uh, your defensive line and some of the linebackers. Most notably, though, safety Buda Baker is on IR. He's dealing with a hamstring injury he suffered versus Sherpa's Giants this week. Um, it's just one more blow for a team that really didn't need it. In Atlanta, there's slightly better news. It looks like Cordero Patterson, who we thought was going to play last week, he practiced all week, and then Falcons were like, hold my beer, we're actually going to mess with everybody, and inactivated him. Um, He's been dealing with a thigh injury. He's practicing again. We think he's going to play this week. He thinks he's going to play this week. Granted, we all thought that last week. So proceed with caution. He is a flex option at best. Also, uh, keep an eye out for defensive back Jeff Okuda. Looks like he's going to make a season debut. He's been dealing with a foot injury uh, against his former team, so we'll see how that goes. And linebacker Troy Anderson is in the concussion protocol. He's making some progress, but not a done deal. So a couple of big names that are going to impact you, at least fantasy-wise, as I don't know if you're playing IDPs or you're just playing straight defenses, but those are those are things to keep an eye on. Out in Baltimore, we thought the biggest story was actually Joe Burrow in injury-wise out of this game, but the Ravens, they're in midseason form already. Uh, the injury report is lengthy. There are more guys not practicing than there are actually going to practice at this point. Um, so a lot of guys standing around, not of their own choice, but nonetheless. Running back Justice Hill, who we were high on last week, is questionable, and there's a very real chance he is not going to play this week. He is dealing with turf toe. Um, as we've seen in the past, it sounds like the most innocuous, not tough injury, but It really is painful, and it can take guys out for a long time, so we're hoping this is not a severe case. Uh, Again, we need healthy running backs anywhere. So Justice Hill, heal fast. Uh, I would not bank on him in your lineup this week, though. Odell Beckham Jr. left the game last week with an ankle injury. He's not practicing today. He's also very questionable going down uh, to game time. They'll probably wait until see how he feels pregame. Again, if you're in a deeper league, maybe you're thinking about him, but this is not a boom or bust situation. This is very much a bust, not a boom. So find another option there. 
And then on the defensive side, you're without a couple of cornerbacks, notably Marlon Humphrey, Stacey Marcus Williams isn't practicing. And on the offensive line, center Tyler Lindbaum isn't practicing. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Ronnie Stanley's not practicing with an knee injury. He's questionable as well. So we've got issues in Baltimore. So I hope Lamar is stretched and ready because he's going to be running this week. Um, Put him down, whatever the over is on rush yards, go for that. Out in Buffalo, uh, they're they're still working on some things. Got back on, on track a little bit this week, but safety Micah Hyde is not practicing with a hamstring injury. It's a big name they'd like to have on the field this week. It looks like he's potentially looking like he's going to play, but not sure yet. Also, tight end Dawson Knox is not practicing with a back injury. Uh, he tends to play through a lot of injuries. Whether or not that's something you want to bank your, your tight end points on this week is up to you, but it'll probably be a go, but it won't be for sure until game time. In Carolina, we have some interesting things developing here, and one of those is the Ginger Ninja. One Andy Dalton has entered stage left and is back to crush everyone's fantasy dreams, as he's ought to do. Uh, during the Monday night game, uh, our our rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, apparently we're now shielding, thanks Doug Peterson, from, you know, being too exposed, and now he might have an ankle injury, so we're bringing Andy Dalton in on short yardage situations. It just, not a whole lot of this makes sense to me. Um, maybe it does to you, but it, it certainly doesn't seem to anybody else but Doug Peterson. So right now, Andy Dalton has a, a chance of being your starting quarterback this week. Bryce Young is not practicing today. He did not participate in the walkthrough. The severity of the ankle injury, we are not sure of. But if he does play, they are still going to use Andy Dalton in uh, short yardage situations. That seems like a place I'd rather have a rookie quarterback. But no one asked me. Uh, moving on into the rest of the offense, running back Miles Sanders was limited to, limited today at practice. He's dealing with a pectoral muscle injury, uh, lots of linebacker injuries, Particularly, most notably, uh, we also saw Shaq Thompson get carted off. He broke his fibula. He had surgery today. He is done for the year. Also, cornerback J.C. Horn suffered what they're calling a freak hamstring injury. They say it's not season-ending. He's having surgery. Not sure what makes it a freak injury beyond that's just what everyone keeps saying, but supposedly he's going to be back before the end of the season. That defense is in a bad way all of a sudden, and now Andy Dalton's here. So I'm very sorry, Panthers fans. Things are not getting better. Out in Chicago, we have a defensive coordinator who has resigned for family reasons, not job performance, but so be it. Uh, Also, a quarterback controversy in that people seem to be twisting the words of our our esteemed quarterback out there that he's throwing his coaching staff under the bus, which – from everything I hear and what I've seen, Justin Fields really didn't do, but there is tension and strife in Chicago. Also, they're potentially going to be without wide receiver Darnell Mooney, who is practicing, albeit very limited. He's dealing with a knee injury. I don't think that's going to help the whole quarterback wide receiver situation right now. Also, safety Eddie Jackson. Um, they're saying, quote, not sure where it's going to trend this week vis-a-vis his foot injury. Uh, he Left the game last week after sustaining this questionably bad foot injury. We don't know which way it's going, but it sounds like he's probably not going to be a big factor on that defense, which absolutely needs him this week. They're also going to be without uh, cornerback Kyler Gordon, who had surgery on a broken hand. He's on IR, but not necessarily done for the year. On to Cincinnati. 
I don't know if you've heard, but Joe Burrow hurt his calf at some point during training camp. <laughs> and every week he's now seemed to uh, aggravate it. And I don't know if that's a, a product of the team just not playing well or if it's really aggravated. But all of a sudden it's hard to say whether or not he's going to be available to play against the Rams on Monday Night Football. Uh, the fact that we're already saying this might not happen does not leave me with a whole lot of warm and fuzzies. I suspect he will be out there. I don't know how effective it'll be. I, if I were a Joe Burrow owner, which I am not on any of my fantasy teams, I'd be looking real hard at some of their options. The Browns are dealing with their own set of issues in, in Ohio, most notably Nick Chubb, who unfortunately I think most of us saw his knee actually explode on TV this week. It was not great. Uh, we're all obviously sending a lot of well wishes his way, but he's on IR. He is done for the year. They signed Kareem Hunt, who's been hanging out at home, turning down offers from the Patriots to come play running back to a cool uh, deal worth up to $4 million to come in. He already knows the playbook. I suspect he will have an impact here. Wide receiver Amari Cooper is questionable. He's dealing with groin and shoulder injuries. He's not practicing. He wasn't going to play last week, and then he did, and he was actually fairly effective. I suspect this is going to happen again this week, so I would be cautiously optimistic on him. Also, uh, their secondary is taking a bit of a beating as well. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the Cowboys, as I alluded to, might be the healthiest team in the league right now, which is terrifying. Uh, safety Javon Curse is dealing with an illness. He's not practicing, but it looks like they're going to get safety. Uh, Donovan Wilson, Ty Tyler Smith, the tackle, and wide receiver Brandon Cooks all back this week from calf, hamstring, and knee injuries, respectively, and their 53-man roster is actually healthy, which, like I said, makes me nervous. <laughs> in Denver, they're 0-2, and in a bad way, they also are without tight end Greg Dolgers, who officially went on IR. We talked about him last week. He's still in that hamstring injury. Um, he, is, he is officially shut down for at least four weeks. We'll see how it goes from there. Their secondary took a beating um, health-wise and play-wise, but uh, I, I would have some reservations about starting their defense this week. Out in Detroit, a lot of injuries going on here as well, particularly to the defense, but... They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, for the season. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds is questionable. He was limited today. He's dealing with a groin injury. Wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown is also officially questionable. He's dealing with a toe injury. They're calling it day-to-day. -day. He's not practicing today. Probably not tomorrow, but I suspect it looks like he's going to play. Uh, and running back David Montgomery not practicing. He's dealing with a thigh injury. I'd keep an eye on that. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs, who was supposed to get less of a workload, is emerging. Montgomery's not healthy. I think we can see where this is trending this week. And uh, they put linebacker James Houston on IR this week with an ankle injury. So they're, they're losing more bodies out in the secondary, which is not great. Out in Green Bay, we, we're playing America's favorite game. Is a wide receiver going to play or are they not going to play? Is Christian Watson, Watson healthy? Is he not? Uh, he's officially questionable. Still dealing with the hamstring injury. Uh, he was practicing. It was limited, but he was out there. Also, something to keep an eye on, running back Aaron Jones dealing with his own hamstring injury. It might be contagious out there. Keep an eye on that. He's not practicing. That's going to go down to game time. Have a plan B. I mean, it It doesn't look like he's feeling a whole heck of a lot better than he was last week, and we didn't get him in the game last week. So, uh, Also worth noting, <clears throat> that guard Elgin Jenkins is dealing with a sprain MCL. He's probably not going to play this week. They're saying he's questionable, but that's going to be uh, one one less big body to slow people down there. So keep an eye on that. 
in Houston, they they have a few problems, <laughs> mostly on defense and offensive linemen. <laughs> Those are important pieces, and a lot of them are injured. A lot of them are questionable. Also, keep an eye on safety Jimmy Ward, who's dealing with a hip injury. He was able to practice today, so that's a positive sign. Safety Eric Murray on the other side is dealing with a concussion. He is uh, very much still in the concussion protocol. So keep an eye on those. The defense is a little a little uh, rough around the edges here. And on the other side of that game from this week, the Colts, biggest, biggest news out of there was quarterback Anthony Richardson, who was on fire, thankfully put up a game's worth of points in about a quarter and a half before getting a concussion. He is still in the protocol. He's still not practicing. Gardner Minshew and old Minshew Mania looks like it's going to be running wild this week unless things take a pretty dramatic turn quickly. I don't know why they would rush this, but you, you never know. Also, center Ryan Kelly also is in the concussion protocol, so that makes me even less likely to think Anthony Richardson is going to play this week, but they're less concerned about Gardner Minshew, who's just going to try to throw that football clear over those mountains <laughs> in Jacksonville. Uh, wide receiver Zay Jones is dealing with a knee injury. He is day-to-day. He's not practicing. He put up a goose egg for us in fantasy last week, so let's not get burned by that again this week. I'm clearly not speaking at all from experience. <laughs> Linebacker Josh Allen, not to be confused with quarterback Josh Allen, is questionable. He's dealing with a shoulder sprain. He uh, suffered on Sunday. He's day-to-day. Running back Travis Etienne is also quote-unquote questionable, he really was just dealing with cramping, so let's just try to keep the man hydrated this week so we can get some more fantasy points out of him. In Kansas City, we've got a little bit of an issue at wide receiver. Um, Richie James is questionable. He's not practicing with a knee injury. Kadarius Tony's not practicing. He has a sprained toe. This is a new injury. Um, But in all fairness, Kadarius Tony doesn't practice a lot of Wednesdays, so I'm not ready to get concerned about that just yet. Running back Isaiah Pacheco is not practicing. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, several of their linebackers are banged up as well. However, maybe not the world's toughest test. Sorry, Sherpa. Uh, moving on to Vegas. <laughs> Chandler Jones is out indefinitely. He has been placed on IR. It's a personal matter, not an injury matter, but there is no timetable for him to come back to the team. So that is a, a big defensive presence that's not going to be there. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers is practicing. He is still coming back from that concussion, but it looks like he's going to get, as I say, graduated out of the concussion protocol and will potentially be on the field this week, so keep an eye on that. In Los Angeles, Chargers running back Austin Eckler was not as healthy as he wanted us to believe early last week. He did not play with that ankle injury. He's still not practicing. Keep an eye on that again. It'll go down to game time. Pretty much every linebacker on the roster is on the injury report. Keep an eye on them as well. The Rams, as I alluded to at the top of the show, have traded Cam Akers to the Vikings. All they did was swap six-round picks in 2026. So if I'm Cam Akers, I'm a little cranky. (laughs) Personally, I think he's got a lot more value than that, but good on the Vikings. Um, He was benched last week. It just, what a messy situation. Glad he's out of it. Also in L.A., the biggest injury news here is that Sean McVay hopes that Cooper Cup will be ready to play week five against Philadelphia. I think everyone hopes that, but nothing has indicated that is actually going to be the case. Um, Also, they put quarterback Stetson Bennett on IR, obviously rookie quarterback, um, but it is, again, a personal thing, and it seems to have kind of a a weird vibe to it. So just keep an eye on that. He's going to be away from the team for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, Hopefully all is well there. Out in Miami, we are dealing with a couple of injuries. Wide receiver Jalen Waddles questionable. He's dealing with a concussion. Um, 
seems to be progressing through the protocol, but we'll see how it goes as the week goes on. Running back Samad Ahmed is dealing with a groin injury. He's not practicing today or tomorrow already, they're saying, or if you're listening to this on Thursday, also today. Um, so that really brings up some questions about his availability this weekend. Uh, again, hopefully it's not something you need on your roster, but just so you know, out in Minnesota, uh, center Garrett Bradbury is questionable, very questionable with back injury. He's not practicing. That might make the road a little tougher to get out of that 0-2 slide for Kirk Cousins and the boys. Also, uh, linebacker Marcus Davenport is dealing with an ankle injury. That's kind of a big piece of that defense I'd keep an eye on as well. In New England, wide receiver Devontae Parker was limited today with a knee injury. Seems like he's on track to, to play this week, but keep an eye on that. Also, cornerback Jonathan Jones is not pra- not practicing, did not play Sunday night. He's dealing with an ankle injury. They seem cautiously optimistic he'll be back, so maybe that defense will get a bolster. In New Orleans, running back Jamal Wilson is questionable with hamstring injury. Or Jamal Williams is questionable with hamstring injury. He's not practicing. Doesn't look like he's planning on practicing tomorrow either, so keep an eye on that. And quarterback slash tight end slash special team slash whatever other position you want to play him at, Taysom Hill is questionable. He was limited today uh, due to a knee injury. Does not seem to be that serious, but keep an eye on that for super flex utility man, Taysom Hill. The Giants are dealing with a, a lot of a lot of injuries to the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, also wide receiver Wondell Robinson is questionable. He's dealing with a knee injury. Doesn't look like he's going to get particularly healthy between now and then, but officially he is questionable. And I don't know if you've heard Saquon Barkley sprained his ankle. He's not. He's officially been ruled out yesterday afternoon. He was a fast healer today. He's not playing on Thursday night. Um, it could be a couple of weeks. It could just be one week. It's hard to say. So we won't go into panic mode just yet, but it is not ideal. I'm sorry, Sherpa. The Jets, as we uh, all went through the Aaron Rodgers progression over the last couple of weeks, he is now making waves because he's decided he's targeting a return to action during the playoffs. Um, he had a, quote, innovative surgery to repair this Achilles tendon, and he thinks he's going to come back faster than Cam Akers did, which is five months. I think he's crazy, but hey, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Maybe he's going to get traded before then. Hard to say. That's um, he's going to the playoffs, but anyway. I mean, and like a deep playoff run at that, because five, five months would be the Super Bowl. Like, literally, that's where five months is. And I... No offense, Aaron. I don't think you're a faster yeah. healer than Cam Akers. If Zach Wilson gets them to the Super Bowl, he's not going to waltz in and say, thanks, Zach, I'll take it from you. <laughs> again, again, like if Zach Wilson gets them all the way there and Aaron shows up like, hey, boys, I'd like to play some football today. Like, what do thanks, you do kid. at that point? Are you like, thanks, but no thanks, Zach. Sit your ass on the bench. Like, we're going to take this man and his broken Achilles tendon. We're going to just throw it all on, on red and hope for the best here. Like, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> But, you know, maybe, maybe he was made for New York. reality thing in the medical tent for him. Oh, my God. He's going to have those stupid, like, glasses on. <laughs> I think he's out there. Like, why aren't they cheering for me, coach? <laughs> oh, God. In Philadelphia. <laughs> I digress. Uh, we, we've got a couple of injuries out to the Eagles. Their defense is, is taking a beating. I've said that about every other team this injury report, but it's true. It looks like Avante Maddox is going to be done for the season. He was placed on IR. He tore his pectoral muscle. Things are not good at cornerback there. Also, uh, linebacker Nick Kobe Dean was placed on IR. He's dealing with a foot injury. Not great. 
On the offensive side of things, running back running back Kenneth Gainwell is still questionable. Wide receiver Kez Watkins is questionable. He left the game uh, with a hamstring injury. And running back Boston Scott left the game on Thursday with a head injury. He's in the concussion protocol. Remember, they don't play till Monday night, so he's got a pretty real chance of being out there, which will do nothing but irritate me and mess up DeAndre Swift's touches. I'm not at all bitter about that. In Pittsburgh, <laughs> just gone. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson has been placed on IR with a hamstring injury. Stacey Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, we saw get taken off the field. He went to the hospital. Uh, he's been released. It's a chest injury, and we all believe he has avoided a, ser- a serious, severe injury. I don't know how you can not say it's serious when he went to the hospital, but a severe injury, and he's officially listed as questionable going into this week. That seems pretty questionable to me, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> also, tackle Cameron Hayward was officially placed on IR with a groin injury um, after we recorded last week. So just if you're keeping score at home. In San Francisco, uh, a lot of injuries to the cornerbacks. Uh, does not look like they're going to be particularly healthy come this week. I think they'll be okay. Biggest news, though, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a shoulder injury. It, it occurred during last week's game. He's officially questionable. Uh, it's going to be very much a game-time decision. He seems to play through injury a lot. I don't know how effective that will be. And also, he just might not be that necessary to to win this week. But, I mean, if you have him in your lineup, just proceed with caution. And last but not least, we're in the home stretch here. The Seahawks got a real scare with wide receiver DK Metcalf. He's dealing with a rib injury. Not going to practice most of the week. They're saying he's mostly just trying to rest. He's going to need a few days. They're saying he's questionable. I would be shocked if he doesn't play. I mean, the man injured all of his ribs and then came back two plays later and continued to play football. So I'd be surprised if he weren't on the field this week. Also keep an eye on their cornerbacks and linebackers. Again, the walking wounded out in the defense. In Tampa Bay, running back Chase Edmonds was officially put on IR today with a knee injury. Uh, So that's going to shut him down, unfortunately. The Titans, pretty healthy overall. A couple of secondary issues, but mostly questionable. And out in Washington, Commander's tight end Logan Thomas, another concussion. I feel like this is a, a yearly, almost bi-yearly thing for him now, and it just I hope I hope he's back on the field soon. That was a terrible hit. He's not practicing. I would strongly, strongly feel like he's not going to play this week, but we'll see how he heals. We've got some injuries here, Sherpa. Is there anyone left, anyone in the whole world, that can save any of our rosters? <laughs> no. No, we're, that's it. We're packing it in, guys. Sorry, we're closed. <laughs> yes. Well, we can give it a shot just so that people feel like they've stood their time wisely. But uh, so running back-wise, which is where we usually start, and especially this week. So just a note of caution here. I compiled the list and then realized at least half these guys have matchups this week that I would try to avoid them. So... I'll but, I mean, the they are a healthy first, body, think... which puts them ahead of a lot of other people. So, I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll list the people that are actually on teams and have decent matchups first, and then uh, we'll get to some of the other um, lesser options. But, uh, anyway, not too surprisingly, Jerome Ford in Cleveland, who figures to take over the lead back role with Nick Chubb out and you know, did so pretty well. Um, on Monday night, he's at the top of the list. Um, I tried to get him in one league uh, with a 40% of my fab bid, and that was an even uh, half 
you know, as much Ooh. as what was needed. I think he went for about 85% of somebody's right. budget, and it wasn't even the Nick Chubb owner, so that was interesting. But uh, anyway, so Jerome Ford, definitely at the top of the list for this week. Um, some others that uh, are, you know, healthy and you have okay matchups. Really, it's a short list. I'd say Kareem Hunt, who is uh, now Jerome Ford's yeah. uh, backup in Cleveland there. Um, some guys that I would have recommended, but uh, and I guess I still will, but they have less favorable matchups this week. You know, I would be trying to avoid uh, Chuba Hubbard in Carolina, Zach Moss, Indianapolis, Jalen Warren with Pittsburgh, Rashawn Johnson with Chicago, Ty J. Spears with uh, Tennessee, and then uh, the Giants triumvirate of uh, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, and Eric Gray. Uh, Breida, probably the most obvious pick there, and he's also somebody that catches a lot of passes, too. So even if they're down by five touchdowns in the middle of the third quarter, which may very well be the case, you know, he might still get some garbage time action and some scores. So um, he's the best of a lot, but uh, not, not too optimistic there. And uh, Justice Hill would have been on the list if he weren't injured. And uh, Kendry Miller, if I knew he were going to play, would also be on the list. And uh, Devon A. Chain with Miami, if I knew he were um, healthy enough to play this week, which I don't, you know, he would also be on the list. We got a, we got a, a, a whole list of almost on the list because everybody is injured. <laughs> yeah, it, oh. it's a pretty pretty sad list this week for multiple reasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving over to wide receiver, Zay Jones would have been uh, near the top of my list, but of course he's injured himself. The two names that really stick out for me um, this week are Tutu Atwell with the Rams. If you missed out on the Puka Nakua experience, which I did uh, last week and one week I lost yeah. out on him to the guy I was playing who promptly drubbed me oh. uh, with, uh, Tutu, oh, no. with uh, Puka Nakua. So, uh, that's the way things go. And then uh, the other one I, uh, is uh, K.J. Osborne in Minnesota. You know, he's debatable whether he's option two or option three among the wide receivers. And with T.J. Hawkinson also catching passes there, he's really no better than option three or option four um, overall um, receiver-wise there. But just Kirk Cousins, the pace he's on, you know, he's you know, even the third or fourth receiver might still have some fantasy value there. So if you're desperate, uh, consider him as well. Uh, some guys I like but have lousy matchups this week from my perspective, Adam Thielen in Carolina, Alan Robinson in Pittsburgh, Jonathan Mingo in Carolina, Robert Woods, Houston, Tank Dell in Houston, Darius Slayton with the Giants, and Josh Downs with Indianapolis. Um, some guys who um, have decent matchups and are not hurt, at least not yet, Rashid Shahid with New Orleans, Romeo Dubs with Green Bay, Kendrick Bourne with New England, Tyler Boyd with Cincinnati, and uh, Josh Reynolds with Detroit, Jaden Reed with Green Bay, and I think that's my list for wide receivers. Any comments or people you'd want to add or delete from that list? No, I mean, I really like Adam Thielen a lot. I don't love it this week. Like you said, the matchup's not great. Also, like the Andy Dalton of it all is not great, but... I think Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo, I think, are both really interesting options. I don't know if if you're able to stash them. I think that's great. I saw a lot of guys picking up Jonathan Mingo in a lot of my leagues last week. They couldn't pick up Adam Thielen because I already had him. But um, I, I think they're going to be interesting down the line. Those are two that I'm really watching. But like you said, Tutu Atwell is it's a really nice 
really nice piece. I think he's got a chance this week, especially because we all know Puka Nakua is here. He's here. Defenses have to account for him now. It's not as much of a surprise. Okay, I'm moving on to quarterbacks. Um, Matthew Stafford, I never thought I'd hear myself saying that at the beginning of the season, but he's probably the most attractive of the waiver wire options in another week or two like he had to He's had to start the season. He probably won't be on waiver wires in most leagues. And some other ones with uh, semi-decent matchups this week uh, would include Derek Carr and Mac Jones, uh, guys that I would have recommended but uh, don't like the matchups. So those would be in a lower tier would be Russell Wilson, Sam Howell, C.J. Stroud, and uh, Gardner Minshew if he ends up starting in Indianapolis this week. Minshew mania. It's running wild. <laughs> The second you saw him coming into a game, you had to just be like, not again. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's like whack-a-mole. He just pops up every year on a different team. He's never truly gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everyone. (laughs) That's okay. You're you're the president and chief executive officer of the – Gardner Minshew fan club, I know that. I am, and apparently I've become a really big Justin Fields apologist in the last couple of days also. This is a new phenomenon here, so don't worry. Andy Dalton's not coming onto this this bandwagon. Staying firmly away from him. All right. Uh, Tight end-wise, the two that really um, jump out at me this week are Hunter Henry with New England and Jake Ferguson with Dallas. Uh, Dawson Knox has a halfway decent option uh, matchup, but doesn't seem to be the top option in Buffalo anymore, tight end wise. Some others to consider, even though I don't like them. Um, Yeah, it is, but uh, it's hard to argue with um, how much things have uh, changed there with uh, Dalton Kincaid. But uh, anyway, some other tight ends that uh, are in the lower tier for me, just because I don't like the matchups this week, would be Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz, who's been a big disappointment so far this season, Hayden Hurst, who I like, uh, Kyron Granson yeah. with Indianapolis, and Kate Otten with Tampa Bay. Any thoughts on that list? I really thought Kate Otten was going to be a bigger a bigger deal, a bigger factor. I'm, I'm hoping that happens at some point. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, I expected more. Again, it, the whole tight end landscape is weird. We have too many tight end by committee situations. Like, what happened to just a number one tight end? Yeah, I don't know why, but, yeah, there really hasn't been a lot of standout uh, tight end play so far this season. And then I'm, I'm tired of getting of four points out of the tight end spot. <laughs> really, really not great. It's about double what I've been getting out of it. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be complaining. <laughs> Defense-wise, um, the matchups I like most this week are Jacksonville um, hosting Houston, Green Bay hosting New Orleans, and Miami hosting Denver with widely available waiver wire options. Some others to consider, Cleveland hosting Tennessee, Seattle hosting Carolina, Tennessee at Cleveland, Detroit hosting Atlanta, and Las Vegas hosting Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, wow. Pittsburgh is tough to watch. Yeah, that is, yeah, they don't score two defensive touchdowns. They don't win that game on Monday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not by a mile. I mean, whew. But, 
Maybe this will be their week. You never know. Hey, defense counts. <laughs> so there's the pick six in the win, so that all win championships, haven't you heard? <laughs> okay. Uh, I have anyway. anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> shall we get on to some position rankings? You want to start us off with your running back list? Let's get crazy. Uh, and I, I mean this with all due respect, but Christian, Christian McCaffrey is at the top of my list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, there's just what are you gonna do? Um, despite my, team, yeah, it's just I don't I don't want that to be the this way for your Giants. I don't want to watch that happen on Thursday night. I want something crazy to happen here, and that's not it. But um, despite my my terror as being Cowboys fan, I've got Tony Pollard at, at number two on my list. Dijon Robinson at number three. Let's not. It's not I'll get excited. I'm not picking the Falcons to win a game here, but I do think they'll score some points. Joe Mixon checking in at four. Josh Jacobs running out the top five. Kyron Williams is at six. Derrick Henry all the way down at seven on my list. I don't love the matchup. Travis Etienne, as long as he gets a Gatorade in him, maybe a banana, I don't know. I'm fine with him being in my top ten at number eight. Jameer Gibbs at nine. And Ramondre Stevenson checking in at number ten, even going against the Jets. Okay, we only had um, one person that you're recommending that was on my avoid list, so we did pretty well there. Yeah, That's actually really good for one. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christian McCaffrey is at the top of my list, as he is yours. Uh, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, assuming he's healthy, Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, III, Austin Eckler, if he's healthy, Joshua Kelly, if he isn't, and then Kyron Williams, Rounding out my top ten, some others that I like, honorable mentions, uh, David Montgomery, if he's healthy, Jameer Gibbs, if he's not, Travis Etienne, James Cook, and uh, I'll say Alexander Madison, but who knows, maybe it's Cam Akers, but uh, I, I think this yeah. might be the week that Alexander, Alexander Madison uh, gets going. I, it has to happen at some point. I mean, we're all waiting, but we'll see. Um Firmly atop of my avoid list is Najee Harris et al. Uh, I don't I'm, – I'm not really interested in anything that the Steelers' offense is doing. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure you're going to be playing from behind a fair amount, even with it being Vegas. So he and Jalen Warren, I'm staying away from Justice Hill, as we talked about. doesn't sound like if he plays, he's going to be all that effective. I'm staying away from him as well as Kenneth Gainwell. Dalvin Cook, who – has a little bit of a dropsy issue and doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot of love from, from the uh, offensive coordinator all of a sudden here, so I'm going to wait on that. A.J. Dillon out in Green Bay, Matt Breida, Samaje Pirine, Ezekiel Elliott, and also DeAndre Swift. I don't want him on this list, but I know that Boston Scott's coming back, and I know that they're going to screw with this. So what we got last week, I would love to be the norm. That should be the norm. It's not going to happen again, and I'm staying out of the shenanigans. I'm staying away from them, putting them on the bench. I'm, I'm less worried about uh, Boston Scott <laughs> than I am about uh, Rashad Penny actually making an appearance. But uh, it would be we'll nice. About that. I mean, I'd be less upset about that, but no. <laughs> so, oh, God, um, he's loving undersized running back. Derek Henry is at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Brian Robinson looked great so far this season. Don't like the matchup this week. Zach Moss. Uh, Brees Hill and Dalvin Cook uh, tag team on my list. Uh, would have been funny if the Jets had traded Dalvin Cook back to uh, Minnesota. and maybe, uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> maybe not so funny from his perspective because he wouldn't be getting Probably less fun for him, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Najee Harris is also on my bad. list. <laughs> Najee Harris also on my list. Uh, James Conner, uh, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard combination, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, and the Khalil Herbert, uh, Rashawn Johnson combination. So that's that's my running back and boy list. I can work with that. I can work with that. How are you feeling uh, wide about wide receivers? I'm going to shock you, but uh, Justin Jefferson is actually at the top of my list this week. Is what? Uh, wide receiver what? and highest. One. I know that. <laughs> I know it's crazy talk, but uh, there it is. He's just living uh, on the edge. CD Lamb two. I'm going out <laughs> on a limb here, as you can see. CD Lamb two, Jamar Chase three, <laughs> Keenan Allen four. Evo Samuel, five, Calvin Ridley, six, A.J. Brown, seven, uh, Puka Nakua um, at eight on my list, Tyreek Hill, assuming he's healthy, at nine, Stephon Diggs at ten, uh, honorable mentions, Tyler Lockett, Ramon Ross St. Brown, who would be on my top ten if he were actually confirmed to be healthy, Jay Flowers, yeah. Mike Williams, and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little little bitter over Zay Flowers because that meant I had to stay up and watch that whole stupid Browns game just to make sure I won my fantasy matchup. I want to talk about it. Um, Justin Jefferson also on the top of my list. Uh, Tyreek Hill coming in number two. Number three, Stephon Diggs. Four, CeeDee Lamb. Again, I, I honestly was very surprised at how many points he was able to score last week. I did not anticipate that, so... I'm hoping for a repeat there. At five, Devontae Adams. Yes, it's a scary defense, but, like, what else What else can they do? Uh, Puka Nakua at six. Keenan Allen at seven. Jamar Chase all the way down at eight. I know. <laughs> it's so fun to say, though. Um, Jamar Chase all the way down and at Antonio eight. Antonio I'm not really sure who it is, right? <laughs> who's going to be throwing him the football. And I don't feel really great about the prospects to begin with of whoever is throwing him the football. So down to eight, he goes Debo Samuel at nine and Amon Ross St. Brown, even injured sneaking in at number 10. I am optimistic, hoping for the best. Okay. My um, avoid list is headlined by Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, <clears throat> the Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson combo, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin combo, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Houston combo, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, and then closing out with three more combos, the Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson combo, the Courtland Sutton, Jerry Judy combo, and the George Pickens, Allen Robinson combo, all on my avoid list this week. There you go. I mean, that's, that's not I bad. I like the combos. Options, but in the sake of time, I'll skip. <laughs> I feel like we should play like combo number five. They play for the Giants so, and the like. Panthers. <laughs> Oh, my God, I'm getting choked up over your list. Um, we have some overlap. DeAndre Hopkins also starring on my avoid list. I don't understand this Tennessee team. I just don't understand how this offense doesn't work. There's a lot of talent. I don't. Why can't we get DeAndre Hopkins the football? Um, but maybe it'll get better. I just don't think that will be this week. Uh, Jacoby Myers also checking in. He thinks he's healthy enough to play. I don't think he needs to be playing. I also don't love the matchup, so I'm staying away from it. Drake London made the list, as did Cortland Sutton, pretty much at all in Denver. I'm just I want no part of it. I respect the Miami defense, and I don't respect Russell Wilson and whatever the heck is going on there. Jordan Addison uh, on the avoid list. Zay Jones, I got burned last week. I'm not doing it again. Kendrick Bourne, Adam Thielen, who I, I want it to work, but 
not with Andy Dalton, Devontae Parker and Kadarius Tony. I'm not fooled. One game with no drops. I'm not buying it, Kadarius. You've got to show me more than that. Okay, uh, moving on to quarterbacks. Who do you like this week? Um, Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list. A favorable matchup. Also, the Bears defensive coordinator was like, "Listen, Patrick Mahomes is coming to town. I'm, that's all right. I'm I'm going to just see myself out. That's not usually a good sign." Um, but just there are a lot of points to be had here. Uh, Jalen Hurts is at two on my list. I'm not as worried about the Tampa Bay defense. Josh Allen at three, Tua Tungavailoa at four, Lamar Jackson at five, uh, Justin Herbert at six, although this Chargers team I'm very confused by in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm I'm also concerned they're not going to win this football game. But I think he's going to serve for a lot of yards. Justin Fields, who I am apparently now a champion of, is at number seven. I think weird things happen. I think this is a game that is primed for something weird to go on. At eight, Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott running out the top ten. Okay, I've got uh, Patrick Mahomes also at the top of my list. Jared Goff, two. Brock Purdy, three. Tua Tagovailoa, four. Josh Allen, five. Kirk Cousins, six. Justin Herbert, seven. Dak Prescott, eight. Geno Smith, nine. And Joe Burrow, assuming he's healthy enough to play at ten. And if he's uh, off the list, then Matthew Stafford uh, moves into his place uh, a tenth on my list. Oh, there you go. Okay. I like I like that we have uh sure. we have if if and ors we have different situations. If and or hedge hedge hedge. <laughs> All right. I like it. I'm into it. But, uh, so who what quarterbacks are you trying to avoid this week? Oh I was it was honestly tough to wheedle the list down to ten. Russell Wilson strongly at the top of it, followed closely by one Kenny Pickett. I'm not loving the decision-making that's happening here. Sam Howell, who I like a lot. I don't love the matchup a whole lot. Baker Mayfield, again, not a great matchup. Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, come on, guys. When when was the last time you heard me recommend him? Jordan Love, Derek Carr, Zach Wilson, CJ Stroud, anyone playing quarterback for the Carolina Panthers at this point, any and all, just stay away from it. A whole, a whole organization got, uh, should stay away. <laughs> I've got whoever starts for Indianapolis at the top of my list this week, be that uh, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew, uh, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, Joshua Dobbs, Ryan Tannehill, and Bryce Young. Uh, and dishonorable mention to Kenny Pickett and Zach Wilson. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so bad, but like not great. On to the tight ends. Um, tight ends, I like uh shock shock Travis Kelsey a lot this week. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Dudderick, uh Sam Laporta, and Dalton Kincaid, a couple of rookies uh appearing on my list, Jake Ferguson, Austin Hooper, who I don't think I've included him on my list in a while. Herb Smith Jr. Yeah. and Tyler Higby, and if you're guessing yes, I thought it was pretty tough to come up with 10 tight ends worth recommending for this uh, yeah. for, for my top 10. I got to say, I feel, I feel okay about my 10. Um, uh, yeah, we've got some. We've got some. I actually have T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, I have T.J. Hawkinson at the top of my list. Travis Kelsey's not till three on my list, believe it or not. Um, Mark Andrews coming in at number two, sandwiched right in between there. Uh, I think he's healthier. I like the matchup a little better, but 
Travis Kelsey, I'm still not totally sold on him being healthy. Yes, it was great. He caught a, t- a touchdown, but, like, also – they're not going to need him quite as much in this game. So I, that's why I've got him down a little further. Uh, Darren Waller checking in at four. Dallas Goddard at five. Um, at six, George Kittle. So the other side of that matchup, I think we're going to see a lot of tight end action in that San Francisco Giants game. Evan Ingram, Sam Laporta, Zach Ertz, who always comes in and terrorizes Dallas. And David Njoku running on my top ten. It's the tight ends to avoid this week. I've got Darren Waller at the top of my list. Pat Fryerworth, Shaker Conquo. Just the most of my list. <laughs> Hayden Hurst, Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Manson, Kate Ottman, Tyler Conklin. Uh, that's my top ten tight ends to avoid and dishonorable mention to Cole Komet. Yeah, sorry, Cole Komet. <laughs> I've, got, I've got him in purgatory. I actually like him a lot better, but um, Dalton Schultz is on my list. Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas, who, again, should not in any shape or form be playing football this week, but he's still listed as questionable. Dalton Kincaid, Hayden Hurst, and I guess by proxy, uh, you know, the the rest of the this whole Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, like all of this lumped in tight end by committee action that we're doing in Carolina and New England and everywhere in the world, it feels like. Uh, Earth Smith Jr., Thurm Smith, uh, Jawan Johnson, Kate Otten, Dawson Knox. It was easier to, to find a list of people I didn't like, but I did like at least 10, so we got something. Okay. Uh, defenses, yeah. were you able to come up with 10 that you liked this week? Actually, more than 10. I had a hard time getting it down to 10. <laughs> this is not normally the case. Into 12. Okay. All right. I feel better about this then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Cowboys at the top of my list, uh, followed by the 49ers. Uh, the Patriots checking in at number three, followed by the Jets, Browns, uh, the Chiefs, Jaguars, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Bills, also really really liking the Dolphins and the Seahawks. So we're just going to even even maybe stretch the 13 and put the Raiders in there. I think there's a lot of, a lot of chance for low-scoring outcomes here this week. We have quite a bit of overlap on our list. I've got Kansas City at the top of my list, Jacksonville, Dallas, Baltimore, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, New England, Cleveland, Seattle, and Las Vegas, rounding out my extended top ten. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ten plus this week. We're giving you a plus stuff experience. Top ten plus two for me. (laughs) No. Well, what defenses would you be trying to avoid this week? Uh, staying away from the Saints, normally like them, don't particularly love this matchup. Staying away from the Steelers, again, they score points, but at some point we're going to wear down. Obviously, we're already losing some bodies here. The Titans, I don't want any part of. Panthers, the Lions, the Packers, the Bengals, uh, Texans, Cardinals, just ugh, there's not a lot of middle here. There's not a lot of maybe to go one way or another. Don't like them. What about um, you? Who are you avoiding? I'm avoiding the Giants, the Chargers, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Rams, Atlanta, Arizona, Carolina, and Cincinnati. Those would be my top ten to avoid this week. That's fair. Any any other parting thoughts on defenses? I know how much you love special teams. <laughs> mm, no, that's okay. We can uh, just go right to the 
Moving prediction. Moving right on. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. Okay. Uh, you are. Thursday evening always a fun, wild time, unless this week you happen to be a Giants fan. Uh, yeah. On paper, and I know football is played on grass or turf, not on paper, but uh, on paper this looks like a mismatch. San Francisco and the Dallas have looked like the two most impressive teams so far. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's going to continue this week. I'll go with San Francisco by almost two touchdowns. I'll say San Francisco 34 and the Giants 21 with most of the Giants' points coming in garbage time. Yeah, we do like a garbage time point, you know? Those, those win championships. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think we're on the same page. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like we're going to get a super competitive game. I'm curious to see what the Giants will look like just just amidst all this chaos in a short week. So I've got San Francisco winning 31-17. I, I think probably the less said about this, the better. So we'll move. We'll just keep moving into the Sunday matchups. How's that sound? <clears throat> Sounds good. I, Atlanta at Detroit. Um, Atlanta, surprisingly, 2-0, Detroit 1-1, but uh, I still think Detroit is the better team. That is not sure what that was last weekend. You know, you beat Kansas City on the road in your home opener, you have 10 days, and you lose your home opener to Seattle. And I don't think you can argue that Seattle is a better team than Kansas City. But anyway, Atlanta probably somewhere in the middle, but I think Detroit's a better team. So uh, I think this will be fairly high scoring, but I'll go with Detroit 30-24. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I think there's a lot of offense to be had. I spoiled this earlier. I'm still not picking Atlanta, though. We have signs of life. I mean, there's a chance maybe somewhere down the road I might pick them to win a game. It's not going to be this week against the Fighting Motor City Dan Campbell's. I won't be doing that. Um, but this Detroit team's a whole lot of fun to watch. Atlanta. I mean, you got Tyler Algier all over the place, and and they're running a lot of routes. It just I think they're going to give Detroit a run for their money. I don't think they're going to be successful in it. I've got them losing by a field goal, 30-27. to 27. Buffalo on the road in Washington. I think um, opening week was an aberration. I think you know, Buffalo is the better team here, and you know, I'm not sure they're going to hit on all cylinders quite yet, but uh, I'll take them 27-21, and hopefully James Cook uh, has another good game. Yeah, yeah. This Buffalo isn't they're in kind of a weird place right now. I'm not really sure how good we really are. So like you, I'm I'm very interested to watch this game. Also super into what's happening in Washington. Just the Sam Howell experience I think is really gonna turn into something. I don't know if it's gonna be this week. It's a tough matchup. Um, but I think they keep it close. <clears throat> I think that Buffalo's only gonna win by a point. I have them winning twenty eight twenty seven. Washington's gonna hang in. Okay, uh, Denver at Miami. I just Oof. Miami was would probably uh, you know, be third on my list of teams that have been uh, pretty impressive so far this season. Not quite in the yeah. um, echelon, the upper echelon with Dallas and San Francisco, but uh, don't get too excited. 49ers and Cowboys fans. It's rarely the team that looks the best after two weeks. That's also the best at the end of the season, but. Uh, oh, you are correct. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, Denver at Miami. Um, I just think Miami has too much offensive firepower, and Denver has very little offensive firepower. So I'll go with a final score of Miami 31, Denver 21 here. Okay, we're right on the same page. I've got Miami winning 31-20. Um, I think that 
Miami gets up big, I think that Russell Wilson really needs to try to be a little more careful with the football, which is maybe not just drop it on the ground or let people punch it out of our hands. Just be a little more secure with it. You're on the road in Miami. It's not cold. The sun's on you, whatever. Like, let's just get this figured out. But I don't feel good about this Denver team. I don't feel good about a lot happening with this Denver team. Um, so I think the, the 20 points are more of garbage type of points because I think they're going to be down the whole way. Hey, Jacksonville hosting Houston. I think Jacksonville gets back in the win column this <clears> week, and I think they also rediscover their offense. I'll go with Jacksonville 27 over Houston 17. Yeah, I really wanted to pick Houston. There's just still some holes there, and this Jacksonville defense is still very good. So I think C.J. Stroud's going to do a lot of good. I just don't think they're quite there yet. So I'm with you. Jacksonville wins this. I've got them winning 27-18. to 18. Okay. Um, Baltimore hosting Indianapolis. And, you know, Baltimore not hitting on all cylinders yet for sure, but uh, Indianapolis, I just think they're not all that talented. And, you know, even with Anthony Richardson and without him, you know, I know Gardner Minshew is probably one of the better backups in the NFL, but I just oh, yeah. can't really – See them winning this game on the road. I'll say Baltimore 27, Indianapolis 20. Yeah, I'm going with Baltimore 30, Indianapolis 23. Um, I think the Baltimore defense is going to be a real problem. I'm not entirely sure who's going to play quarterback. I think, honestly, they might be better off with Gardner Minshew. A, his brains are not currently scrambled, but there's just less time to prepare for him. But it's not like it was a big secret that Richardson got concussed. I mean, he can run, but it's a defense that can contain him a little better than, than Houston did last week. So, for either way, I think Baltimore wins us comfortably. Okay. Next up, we have what I think will be one of the more entertaining games of the day, and that's the Chargers on the road at Minnesota, two teams with uh, quite good offenses and uh, not much defense. So, you know, I think this yeah. could be and should be a shootout, and I'll go with the uh, – hometown Vikings to win this by a field goal, I'll say Minnesota 34 um, and the Chargers 31. I'm taking Minnesota 31, Chargers 28. I, I'm just not sure how a team so talented can lose so many very winnable games, and clearly they, they've got to get that figured out somehow. But if there's one thing the Vikings do and there's one thing that Kirk Cousins does, it's win at home at 1 o'clock. You just don't you just don't vote against it. It's gonna happen. It's like clockwork. Death taxes and Kirk Cousins win in a one PM game at home. So I'm gonna roll with it. It's pretty good at my time for all the bragging on him last week. I mean he didn't yeah. win. Didn't win. Didn't win. <laughs> but I'm I'm well, giving him a view where where he earned. Fumbled right at the end of the first half. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That doesn't happen, maybe things are different. But yeah, so um, we're both on the Chargers becoming an 0-3 team this week, which is terrible. So next we've got the 0-2 Patriots at the 1-1 Jets, and somehow uh, I don't think either of these Ooh. teams are going to be playing deep into January. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I think, you know, to me this is one of the toss-up games of the day that you know, could go either way just because they're the yeah. Jets and they seem to be snake-bitten. Uh, and I think um, 
New England is showing a little bit more on offense given the current quarterback situation there. I'll go with uh, New England by field goal 24-21. Yeah, I'm taking New England to win. Uh, mostly the Bill Belichick against a young quarterback doesn't usually end well for said young quarterback. Um, Zach Wilson, while I mean, he certainly did a lot to help the cause. He didn't hurt himself too much last week. And this this Patriots defense is not the Cowboys defense, but uh, there's going to be a lot of looks that are harder to read, and that's something he's struggling with right now. So I think that's going to be the difference maker. Although I would like to say I'd love to see Mac Jones on any team but the Patriots. I would love to see what he looks like as a quarterback on a team that actually seems to want him to be their quarterback. Because I think he could be really good, but this seems like a very – like toxic feeling situation. I don't love it. Bailey Zappi's waiting in the wings. So what's your score? Oh, sorry. Uh, 21-17, the Patriots winning. Okay. So, yeah, wasn't it uh, Sam Darnold playing against the uh, Patriots a few years back where he said he was seeing ghosts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's where he got haunted, and he's still haunted. (laughs) So we're about halfway through the games, and so far we've agreed on everything, which is quite unusual for those uh, who haven't listened to the show for 14 years, which might be uh, the majority of you. We've actually agreed on our picks only once in 14 years, so... Um, we'll see if yeah, that was. Comes week number and two. We, I think we both were walking around waiting for like a piano to drop on us that whole week, like something terrible. Is happen. <laughs> well, put it this way: we've had one solar eclipse since we total solar eclipse in North America since we started doing the show, and we've had True. one week where we've agreed True. on all our picks. And there's a second total solar eclipse coming to North America next spring, so we're, we're in a Uh-oh. race here against time. Wow. We're in danger. I, my money's on the solar eclipse. <laughs> but we'll see. So, um, always, next always game up New Orleans. Yes, well, don't look directly at them. Be okay. right. uh, New Orleans <laughs> at Green Bay. Um, I don't know. Jordan Love uh, has been pretty impressive so far. Not throwing for a ton of yards, but, like, but six touchdowns. Yeah, but like, is he really good, or is he just playing not that good teams? <laughs> well, we'll find out this week, because New Orleans has yeah. played a good defense. My money is that my um, thought is that he'll play well enough to win, and part of that is just uh, I don't know, Derek Carr hasn't really gotten things going yet, but um, I think it will eventually, but not this week. I'll say Green Bay at home, 27 over New Orleans, 24. I'm also picking Green Bay to win this game. Again, we're we're still on the same track here. Um, I just, from watching how the Saints team played last, I mean, like, yesterday, uh, it it was not overly impressive. There's there's a lot left to be desired there, but i got to get that kind of tightened up. There's a lot of new faces. It's a whole new system. I get it, but... Green Bay looks a little more functional, so I'm I'm taking them by a field goal. I, I don't love it. This game could go either way. It's a coin flip for me, but I'm going to go Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to go 23-20. Okay. Uh, Cleveland hosting Tennessee. I think even without Nick Chubb and even with as badly as Deshaun Watson has been playing so far, I still think they've got more uh, offensive talent at yeah. this point than Tennessee does. I mean, you can't have Derrick Henry run the ball 50 times a game, and even if he did, Cleveland's defense 
could probably stop it, but uh, I'll, I'll go with Cleveland 24 over Tennessee 21 here. Yeah, I've got Cleveland winning 28-20 over Tennessee. Uh, like you said, it, it can't be Derrick Henry all the time. And, like, I, I I don't know what's wrong, Ryan Tannehill. It's, like, get the ball to a receiver. I don't. I just don't understand what the disconnect is. Cleveland, for all their warts and no one wanting to root for Deshaun Watson, they look like a functional football team. I mean, they've beat some for real teams. I Granted, how good are the Bengals? I don't really know now. But uh, they're showing up. And even without Nick Chubb, like you said, Jerome Ford looks pretty good. Uh, we've got Kareem Hunt coming in who already knows the offense, so that'll help. And they're playing at home, so I'm going to give them the edge. Okay, next up, uh, Seattle with their 12th man uh, hosting Carolina, who seems to be down a man at quarterback. But, uh, that's not there. Bryce Young, rookie quarterback, <laughs> there's always a learning curve, and not sure how much talent he has around him, especially at receiver. But uh, anyway, yeah. um, Seattle had an impressive road win last week. Uh, defense might not be as good as it was in some previous seasons, but uh, I don't think it really matters against Carolina's offense at this point. I'll say Seattle 28, Carolina 21. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it really, with this quarterback situation, just became impossible to pick the Carolina to win anything. Um, so I'm I'm firmly going with Seattle, and I think they're they could put up a lot of points here. I'm going 30 to 21. I just even if DK Metcalf isn't that healthy, this Carolina defense has left a little to be desired. Uh, I'd like to see that step up, but injury wise, doesn't sound like it's gonna this week. So Geno Smith's gonna throw the ball forever. Okay, the solar eclipse is starting to get a little nervous, I think. Um, (laughs) Kansas City is home against Chicago, and this would be a mismatch even if Chicago, you know, didn't have their defensive coordinator walk out the door in the middle of the week, hope everything is okay with his family. But uh, still, um, in terms of picking a game, I don't see this as being close. Uh, I'll say Kansas City 34, Chicago 13. Oh, yeah, I'm a little more optimistic because, again, I am firmly on the Justin Fields bandwagon here, and I'm maybe getting T-shirts made. I don't really know. But I really, for like four or five seconds, I thought, maybe I'll pick Chicago to win this game. And I was like, even I cannot justify that. If this game was being played on a Thursday night, I might have been able to do it. But, however, they are going to play on Sunday, which sort of ruins my theory. Um, I'm taking Kansas City to win 33-23, to 23, so only a 10-point swing. I think Chicago, I'm hoping this whole media ruckus just energizes them a little bit. and Maybe we band together and it's like a David Goliath thing, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it'll be great for them. Dallas uh, hosting, no, they're actually on the road at Arizona. But, yeah. Um, yeah, again, they're the far superior team based on what they've showed. Of course, Dallas seems to have one or two hiccups every season in recent memory where you, know, you sure think they should blow the other team out and they end up um, losing the game or at least being in a much closer game than they should. My money is on that not happening this week. I think they'll play a good game. Hopefully their offense will get it going a little bit more and won't have to rely quite as much on the defense and special teams. But uh, I'll say Dallas 30, Arizona 17 here. 
I'm going with Dallas 33, Arizona 19. So we're right in the same ballpark. I don't think this is like a bloodbath, but I also don't think this is going to feel all that competitive. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of Cowboys fans in the stands because there's not a lot of Cardinals fans paying for tickets right now, and I don't blame them. So, yeah, not not a lot to get excited about there. <laughs> okay, solar eclipses, you're on notice. Three more games. I think um, this one might get us. Yeah. I think this might get us. Okay. okay. Um, oh, drat. Okay. Um, Las Vegas <laughs> hosting Pittsburgh. I know which way you're going to pick this after 14 years, but uh, anyway, I'm going <laughs> to be a not a lot of mystery here. here. <laughs> not a lot of mystery. Not a lot of sense either, in my humble opinion. But uh, That's fair. But, uh, That's anyway, fair. we'll see. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody's going to hold us to these. So anyway, um, and it's not like this is reported or anything. No, so, definitely uh, no record Las anywhere. <laughs> of course not. Um, Las Vegas, um, the stadium will be hosting the Super Bowl. I don't think either of these teams will be no, within a no. month of uh, games of uh, playing in it. But uh, anyway, you know, right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he's not your favorite quarterback, but he's still in a slightly uh, better tier, I think, than Kenny Pickett. And plus, Kenny Pickett's wide receivers are all banged up. Hopefully Devontae Adams is back this week and uh, slightly healthier. And if not, maybe Jacoby Myers will be. Anyway, I'm going to go with Las Vegas 27 over Pittsburgh 21. So now you can regale us all with uh, why you're picking Pittsburgh. No, see, I thought you were actually going to be the Pittsburgh apologist. I picked Las Vegas. Oh, no, man. I'm going to hit the solar eclipse. (laughs) (laughs) I actually went against the green because – Sometimes I have these, like, moments of common sense where I'm like, wow, how can you actually justify this? I do I do attempt to justify some of the crazy shit that comes out of my mouth. Not all of it's great, but, like, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo looks better right now. And, I mean, they've got at least a semblance of a running game. Kenny Pickett is, like, fighting for his life out there, and he is not winning the war. His running back situation isn't helping him. It's I don't. I just don't know if the defense can score two touchdowns. I almost think they have to even to keep this competitive. But I've got Vegas winning twenty three seventeen in a game that I'm. I mean, we're all going to watch because it's on Sunday night. But like, I am not excited to watch this game. Okay, so now we've made it to the Monday night games, uh, having agreed on the fourteen Thursday and Sunday games. Uh, I'm getting a little nervous here, thinking of changing I am my pick. A lot but nervous. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to stick with it and just uh, let it roll. Um, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia obviously not hitting on all cylinders yet. Tampa Bay uh, looking pretty good with Baker Mayfield, but uh, he hasn't played Philadelphia's defense yet. I know their secondary is all banged up, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin yeah. have uh, been doing really well so far. But I think Philadelphia's front is going to get a little more pressure on Baker Mayfield than they did on the uh, for Cousins, and I think uh, you know, as good as Tampa Bay's defense can be, I think Philadelphia has a little bit more to offer on offense than what Tampa Bay has seen so far this season. So to me, that all line all um, adds up to a, a seven-point victory for Philadelphia. I'll say Eagles 27, Tampa 20. Okay, I'm also taking the Eagles. I'm taking it a closer game, uh, 28-24. I have been less impressed with the Eagles. Granted, this is coming from a biased Cowboys fan, but as somebody who's actually watched both of the games in their entirety, 
there's a lot of problems that need to be fixed here. This is a team that could be so explosive, but they just, like, forget how to play football for a while and do a lot of dumb things and keep people in games. And someone like Idiot Baker Mayfield is going to cruise through and take advantage of that one of these days. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be this day. Um, but I've got them winning 28-24 in what shouldn't be a barn burner but will be. Okay, and then the other high-scoring game I think is going to come in the second Monday night game. And please, NFL, don't do this to us anymore with two Monday night games. Yeah, I'm, this, is, this is rough, yeah, man. <laughs> we got baseball on, too. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, drum roll, please. <sighs> Let's uh, see if we uh, agree on this final pick because this one is also is a 50-50 uh, coin flip for me. But uh, yeah, if Joe Burrow plays and – yeah, again, the pessimist in me says that you're going to assume that he's not and therefore pick the Rams, but I'm going to say that Joe Burrow plays and that he plays just well enough. Uh, like what uh, the Rams have shown so far, they're definitely a lot more competitive than anybody would have expected, but I think Cincinnati is too good a team to, uh, uh, if he's playing, to uh, go 0-3, so I'm going to pick the home team Bengals you know, 31-28 over the Rams. Ooh, so God, it was close. So close. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams, believe it or not. Did not change this pick. This is actually the first pick I made. Um, I have them winning a close one, 23-21. I don't think it's going to be all that high scoring. I think it's going to be kind of a, a little bit of a cluster of a game. I think that Joe Burrow, like an idiot, is going to go out there and not be at 100% against this Rams defense, which obviously we all heard Geno Smith on the hot mic week one, and we heard him on the hot mic week two. Talking to America, Gino. Um, but <laughs> people are so worried about about guys coming through that defense, as they should be. I don't think Burrow is healthy. I don't think he's getting any help from his offensive line, and they have no rhythm going right now. They can't get anything going, and I don't think that's going to change against the the Rams this week. The Rams also their own special set of dumpster fire, but like they can at least complete a couple of passes and they got the defense to bail them out of some stuff. So I think they're going to steal one 23-21. Alright, so the solar eclipses can rest easy at least for another week. Just for another week. <laughs> You've got what? Um, uh, um, 15 yeah. more cracks at it this season. So Yeah, we got a few. We got a few. Don't worry, guys. We're in for the long haul here. <laughs> um, but so we've, we've taken you through everything to win your season long, your water cooler talk, the waiver wire. We've got you covered. So let's give you a couple of daily fantasy pick options just to, you know, round out everything for you. Just real quick, as always, if it's your first time here, again, what took you so long? Um, but we are going to give you a couple of value picks. You know who to start. You want to pay for Patrick Mahomes, we're going to give you the guys that can make that happen and then also win you some money because, really, we're all about that. Um, so there are some some easy names, like I said, and then there's some, some not-so-easy names. Depending on injuries is going to depend a whole lot on who you want to pick up as a quarterback. Um, I think if Anthony Richardson doesn't play, Gardner Minshew is a very interesting option at a very good price. Uh, I also think Justin Fields is going to do a lot more than maybe other people do. His price has definitely come down a whole lot this week. I think C.J. Stroud makes some interesting options. I don't want anything to do with Carolina, but the Jimmy Garoppolo's and and Derek Carr's of the world are interesting if you're looking for something mid-tier. At running back, uh, Jerome Ford, I think, is, is really the standout. 
where the price is right now because we know he's going to get the lion's share of the carries, and that offense is built to run the ball and run it often. Gus Edwards, I think, becomes very interesting now with the Justice Hill injury. I think he's going to be your de facto number one, and he's not priced that way just yet. Brian Robinson, another, is he in a committee? Is he not in a committee? Is he the lead committee guy? Hard to say. Um, so Brian Robinson Jr. also makes my list. At wide receiver, K.J. Osborne. Again, I think Minnesota's going to win this game. He's been getting a lot of looks. I think that could be very interesting. Nico Collins, like I said, I like C.J. Stroud. I like what's going on in Houston. I don't think they're all the way there yet, but Nico Collins is getting an awful lot of looks. Uh, Drake London, also a very interesting option. And if you're looking for some uh, more depth down in a defensive matchup, I think really you can look at both sides of the Jets and the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be the one that's more affordable, but um, both sides of that could be very interesting as are both sides of a couple of other matchups. I'm looking Houston Jacksonville could be, could be one you're looking at uh, as well as Denver, Miami. You've got some defenses there and even Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, they're, they're going to be priced a little higher, but um and then at tight end to – oops, I skipped over, but we're doing just fine. <laughs> I'm excited about the defenses here. But tight end-wise, you've got a lot of options because there is tier one, then there's tier two, tier three, as our, our tiers for fears as we like to break them down. Um, but Dallas Goddard, Pat Firemuth, depending on which site you're on, the price is a little, a little more favorable one way or another. But – I think sleeper-wise, Jake Ferguson has got a really good matchup. Hayden Hurst does as well. Kate Otten, if you're really looking to stretch, and Sam Laporta, uh, the prices are definitely right there. So we've got you covered top to bottom. If you're looking to stack games, definitely look at Minnesota. Definitely look at Houston. You can get a lot of guys at value that are going to put up a lot of points. Uh, but with that note, we all have to regroup and get ourselves ready for Thursday Night Football and the Giants. We all need to be here for Sherpa next week. It's going to be a tough time. Hopefully the Cowboys shoe doesn't drop this week and we're all okay. Um, everyone needs to think healing thoughts for all of our fantasy teams because we all need that. <laughs> we will be back with you next Tuesday at 7.30 Eastern time for a full hour and probably then some. You can find us all week long all over social media. You can find us on Facebook uh, at Fantasy uh, fantasy football Sherpa. You can find us on Twitter slash X at the the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. Eventually we'll get that right on the first try. And you can email us at the number four THI inches show dot at gmail.com. Holy moly, did that get messy. The number four THN inches show at gmail.com. And as always, good luck, unless of course you're playing us.